Hello, hello everyone and welcome to the Non-Intuitive Beats podcast brought to you by the Leaders Club that you're also part of but but if you're listening to us do consider elevating your club membership by joining Discord and I see more and probably more people joining asking questions and today with the virtual studio with me here we have Dmitry Mananigov say hi to people Hello everyone And as usual the annoying voice is me Slava Kovalevsky and for everyone uh, who listening and the recording, Dima had a bonus story uh, that was only shared in live. So next time, go to YouTube Chavana channel that we do have and listen to us live. We have pre-show and time to time we do have a post-show. Not always. Oh, my friend, how was your week? Um, it was... Uh... You know, like, um, because I'm not working right now and spend time with a kid, it's like... All days feel pretty much the same, but it's not bad. We try to get out and do some stuff. So I would say it's, it was calm besides lack of sleep. Ah. What about your week? <laughs> if you can I obviously, it's not a secret about things that uh, happening <laughs> happening right now. Man, it's a roller coaster. As um, just Google Fox GM Cruise, what's going on? I again cannot say much. It's it's uh, just developing, still developing as we speak. A lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I really cannot say much right now. Not that I probably can say some of the things. <laughs> as usual, I don't know which are those. And each time when we're speaking about cruise, I uh, saying, okay, I will go research what I can share, and next time I will share. And next time something else happens, <laughs> and I still don't know what I can share, what I cannot. Uh, let me put it this way. I think that the uh, the time frame where you might expect the biggest amount of news about my company that, where I proudly working uh, have passed. And this is as frequent news as you probably would expect to, to, to see, to hear during these days. Um... That's all I can say right now. That's all I can say right now. You know, uh -huh. uh, you can talk about Cruz, so it should be me like speculating and coming up with crazy stories, and you can't confirm or deny them. Like Cruz fire a lot of people or laid off a lot of people, and that's what I know <laughs> from news. Yeah, that we we did have around the layoff, um, and uh, that's part. Uh, yeah, that's part. Not the secret. The cruise did have a layoff, uh, layoffs. So that is there, uh, but that's probably all. I unfortunately, can say right now. Um, I want to make. Mm, I want to uh, share one thing. I am still in the company. I am actually extremely, extremely optimistic about the company's future, and let me leave it at that. Uh, I again committing to see what I can or cannot share by our next show and maybe I will share more uh, but yeah other than that feel free to, to speculate and I will not be able to confirm or deny um, okay I'm speculating so crews get full sales driving which doesn't need people maintenance or programmers so now crews only keep CFO and CTO so they can cash all the money and cars will drive themselves and fix themselves <laughs> I, I can neither confirm nor deny you see speculation <laughs> oh man um 
before jumping to a different topic, there is a comment in, in YouTube that I would love to quickly address. So it's uh, because it's uh, actually aimed at me. Hi, Slava. Why don't you visit GCB? Did you forget about us? GCB is uh, for uninitiated Java coding bootcamp. Uh, so yes, I were not visiting students in the Java coding bootcamp for quite some time. I have not forgot. I have not forgot, folks. We actually trying to refactor the academy right now. Uh, many of the changes will be coming, but just I really apologize. Um, the academy works in the hours that is so so hard for me to accommodate. Uh, I used to wake up early in the Sunday to come and speak with the students, but it will start taking a toll at me and me. That's that was the, the toll was just huge, uh, and you it's not type of the toll that you know you're waking up once on the Sunday and uh, at some point to figure out this is my only day to have any type of sleep, and when you're doing it once you don't realize it, but at some point after a year or so yes it hit me really hard I needed to just checked out and uh, completely delegate to Sergey who is running the whole company right now and the whole Java coding bootcamp and overall courses. So no, I, I, I still remember, I'm trying to figure out the best way to work with the students, so apologize. Um, and as people saying, GCB is very hard. Yes, that's pretty much intentional. That's pretty much intentional. There is a reason why it's called bootcamp and not uh, become a senior developer in 10 days. Uh, yeah. Okay, with that, uh, maybe we'll come back to GCP right in the end. I will actually add the topic, um, but uh, my friend, I think you added the first the first topic. Why why wouldn't you start? Yeah, it's not really. I mean, actually, it's somehow related maybe to our profession. So, the news is a couple of days ago. Actually, it started I think in November. Mm -hmm. Voyager one and Voyager one is a spacecraft sent to space i think like 40 years ago i know like like last uh, previous century okay so they sent it like very far away and i don't remember exactly initially what was the idea i think it was meant to uh, check with a few planets but then they just sent it to outer space mm -hmm. and it travels i think initially it was like five years mission but it's now like 46 years and it's traveled already, already 24 billion kilometers. Well, it's like really huge. It actually uh, passed Heliosphere border like 10 years ago and still traveling. And last month I had issue with it. They tried to fix it, uh, you know, programmatically because it doesn't really send data, which is like, it still operates, but communication part doesn't work well. Mm -hmm. And it seems that right now they like almost lost hope. They, they still try to fix it which is insane, like fixing something that <laughs> really far away. Um, I think it's really cool. Uh, Voyager 1 was the first like uh, spacecraft sent that far away. And it actually made really cool photo called Pale Blue Dot. It's really famous photo of Earth from really, really long distance. Um, and it actually shows how, how far, like how small we are in a space. I think it's really cool to appreciate like this technology and the fact that it's still working. I mean, like our websites like break down every month and these things like going for 46 years, I think multiple times they already changed software on it, like from remote to make it work. 
And I think it's really, really cool programmer works, you know, like to make, like you only have one hit, you can debug, you can't restart, you can create a new instance in, in a docking, Docker container. You have to make a software that you upload through billions of kilometers mm-hmm. and, and it should work because if it doesn't, you screw up. But yeah, maybe it's a time for it to to be silent and continue journey in a in a void. You know, you mentioned that we're making sites that doesn't work and constantly breaking without naming any names, uh, because I'm pretty sure maybe I will invite that person to us the podcast. One of them highly recognized uh, leader in the in the cruise. He used to be in the aerospace uh, field. And his portfolio that he worked dozens of years, more than dozens of years of each of the project, consists of two projects. One, it was a famous that blew up because of the metrics versus uh, versus uh, non-metrics system. There was this rocket, I think it was rocket, uh, blew up uh, because uh, empirical, empirical versus... Yeah, I remember something like this. Yes, that was uh, obviously but not... I mm-hmm. was I was sure that it was a joke. I mean, no. why would you use Imperial? <laughs> no, it's, it was not. It's, yeah. it's. And his second project, I don't remember which one, was not exactly ready for that, also blew up. So that's the whole portfolio of the person, right? So true, the sites are not uh, not down as frequently, but, but nevertheless. Um, and... Um, and you know, in aerospace, if we're looking at the SpaceX uh, and what they're doing right now, especially with their new 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 space vehicle, they actually applying the exactly same model. And you have uh, with not the Falcon Heavy, with Starship and with uh, Falcon Nine, the same model. They launching tons of the stuff that blew up until at one day they will launch thing that actually works. I don't know. I'm uh, very skeptical of this approach. I mean, it's not skeptical. It actually may work if you have enough resources to do it because rockets are expensive, right? Uh, with things like Voyager, it was very expensive, like start back then, right? And sending something. So they, they couldn't screw up. They couldn't like send 10 of them with a different, you know, versions of software. Um, we'll see how Starship will go. By the way, NASA, in my opinion, is still doing that that uh, crazy thing, that uh, lunar mission that they're trying to start. I forgot how it uh, how it's called, Artemis, right? Yes, that's the one. Uh, I think it's the one uh, that's working right now. They already went to the moon, if I remember correctly, then went back without, obviously, human or anyone landing there. So the next mission will be land something on the moon without the human, and then after this human. This is more or less waterfall. This is waterfall with the same way how good old NASA was doing. But this is the last mission that NASA will build. After Artemis, nothing will be built by NASA, only by private companies. So this is the end of the era, and... uh, it's sad. Do you know? Do you know what is the reason they don't want government to spend money or something else? Uh, probably yes. It's um, my guess, and by the way, this is just really, really a guess. I haven't looked in this more closely, but it's probably the same as with military. We'll look at Martin, for example. They infused money when it was so unprofitable uh, in the non-government market, but now when you actually have a non-government private vehicle that's uh, costly, more efficient, why not to use it? Yeah, okay. okay. So it means that, that besides NASA, there are companies like SpaceX, and Virgin Galactics, I guess, and others that you can just, you know, 
ask to compete, right? Exactly, yes. And by the way, uh, NASA, NASA choose um, Blue Origin for the first uh, flight to Mars. NASA selected in February Blue Origin to launch Mars uh, magnetic study mission instead of choosing choosing the uh, Elon Musk rocket vehicle. I probably should say vehicle. It's actually fun because <laughs> the Blue Origin have not even reached orbit <laughs> even once. And, and uh, um, I know maybe just they found other. You know, again, if NASA prefers to work this way, you know, like when you plan everything like waterfall and then lunch once maybe they just like work better for them maybe or maybe this is exactly because so they want to have uh, two competitors because yeah. uh, mask is further ahead and they don't want to mask to kill competitor like why not because yeah makes yeah. sense now if you will have only one one uh, provider for the government um, the price will only keep going up uh, hint, hint to the F-35 and other fighters that only Lockheed Martin can, can do right now. Uh, by the way, comment from the YouTube. I really love falling asleep uh, to Voyager stories. <laughs> do you know astronaut Vladimir Georgievich Surgin? have no idea who that guy is. Have you heard the name? Nope. I'm not really uh, like also like a fan of space and not really follow. <laughs> but I mark... I'm pretty sure both of us will stay up late when the next landing on the moon will be happening. I'm sure that at least I will be watching. Like I, I, I yeah. Okay, where is the list of the topics? Let's go for the first one. I think it was mine further Nintendo. on the list. Oh yes, oh yes. Okay, so preliminary on Christmas that it has not yet arrived. I got Nintendo Switch. <laughs> for 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 viewers here is a Nintendo Switch, real Nintendo Switch. First of all, you know, this is Nintendo Switch is a very good example how Costco, even though it gives you a discount, sells you uh, with higher, everything with higher prices. So Nintendo Switch costs uh, 350 I think. That's retail price right now. Okay. Uh, now in Costco, they're selling you a, bund a bundle with 400 And everything is bundled, if you cost together, will... Um, uh, so the Nintendo and everything else together will cost on retail more than 400 if you buy it separately. Mm -hmm. But, so, it's, it's classical Costco. Do you want a discount? Uh, or you want actually to pay less money, but get only Nintendo Switch without a discount? Uh, so, for example, the, in the 400, they give you a huge SD card. They give you online subscription for a year. They give you a um, uh, higher price uh, case. Uh, they give you screen protector. Um, so things that, you know, you will eventually get anyway. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's important, right? Like, do you need these things or not? If you genuinely, like, genuinely think, okay, I need these things, Especially before you buy it, because often they like, you know, they use this like psychology, like, okay, they just like add this to more and more value and think, oh, it's a good idea. Maybe I need it. But for many of them, if you need them before, yeah, it's, it could be a good deal. Yeah, but they doing it uh, in, uh, you know, constantly. I remember buying Roomba automatic, uh, automatic vacuum cleaner. 
and they have i7 plus and the thing is Roomba doesn't sell i7 plus they say they sell i7 i6 or i9 so just for the Costco Roomba has introduced this middle layer that is higher than usual in the market and no one actually knows the price of it but it costs a little bit more than usual i7 uh, and yeah, it has more features, uh, visible features that that uh, actually absent another one. So yeah, the Costco model is really interesting. But anyway, coming to Nintendo Switch. So I love this thing. I already played um, Zelda Breath of the Wild, the very first one. And I installed Disco Elysium. Uh, that I start playing that. This is ideal platform for Disco Elysium. <laughs> Did they manage like to make a font readable on a small screen? Oh yes, because screen is not that small. It's it's okay. it's it's absolutely reasonable. Keep in mind that in latest uh, latest director's cut or final cut, yeah, final mm -hmm. cut this Coliseum, they have everything vocalized. Oh yes, yes, it's vocalized. Yeah, I still I have it installed on PlayStation, but didn't play a second time. So did you get far away in this Coliseum or just started? I just started because I just got this thing and uh, I, for now, still enjoying Zelda more, uh, Breath of the Wild and then Disco Elysium. Uh, but yes, this thing is wild. I realize how many crazy ports they did for the Nintendo Switch. Just imagine this. There is a Witcher. Witcher 3 yeah, on the Nintendo Switch. usually very, very... Um, Witcher 3 is fine, actually, but recently they ported Hogwarts Legacy and it's... Uh, really? It's not really good because like they added a lot of loadings because it can't really can't really keep everything in memory so. got it let me quickly at least uh <laughs> think i actually mm -hmm. played uh, breath of the wild on steam deck Ooh, was emulation of the switch yeah it, it works very well i mean i don't like the game so i didn't play it much but it works you know it remind me elden ring like it, it reminded me uh, Elden Ring uh, through it through. It's uh, oh yeah, the idea of discovering things. Yep, yep. Like monsters, completely, completely different uncharted territories. You see something, you can get there. Like it's uh, there are something that marginally better, but obviously Elden Ring is better in many, many cases. But also keep in mind that uh, Breath of the Wild was so much older. It's so much before the Elden Ring. But I also think it's, I mean, it's different, uh, I mean, different fighting, different worlds, different narrative. I think Breath of the Wild has a bigger, a bigger world than Elden Ring. But maybe I'm wrong. I'm not really, I don't really know details. But at least second one has a really huge world. And I, what impressed, I didn't play much, but I was impressed with uh, how they mix these elements. Mm -hmm. Actually, I was uh, uh, watching uh, developers' diaries or something. They were talking about things they called chemistry. You know, there are like different interactions between, between objects with the mm -hmm. gravity, time, and things. So they put a lot of thoughts to make the system work, and it's really impressive. Mm, I, I, I bet it is. I bet it is. Um... Out of the crazy ports there, you know, there is Wolfenstein, um, what else, what else? I don't remember what was, but uh, yeah, it's just just pretty impressive system. Anyway, I like the form factor. Um, maybe Switch Deck would be a better option for me, I don't know, but I love this form factor, I love the exposure of the platformers that I cannot play other places, mm -hmm. so, so far I'm enjoying it. The screen is amazing, OLED, OLED screen, uh, really bright, I'm loving it. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I actually I have a topic, but we can discuss it now. So <laughs> I actually tried to use Steam Deck as a desktop PC. Uh, and it's surprisingly working because for me it's still you know like it's like small tools that i can't really run something mm -hmm. uh, but the reason why i did it it's because i bought foxhole game and it actually requires mouse like some people try to play with uh, sticks but it's not really playable it's, no, it's right. intended to be with a keyboard and mouse with a microphone like with a chat and everything um and it's and I actually connected to, and it actually works. Like I reduced uh, graphics to like medium low, so mm -hmm. I don't have any jittering, but it's actually pretty good. Um, it has issues, for example, as a, my Intel MacBook, for example, if you attach dongles through USB-C and connect both external camera and external microphone, this one, it doesn't really work. I don't know what's happening because my Intel MacBook, uh, workflow MacBook has the same issues, but. But what's surprising, I was able to to play. Uh, obviously, it has Linux with all Linux problems. Like I, it took me a while to connect Bluetooth keyboard, uh, but once I get everything set up, it works fine. Um, so yeah, I actually enjoyed Foxhole, and I found it's um, essentially like a MMO game with a like kind of World War Two style, and it's actually interesting because there's so many things you can do. Today I was watching like how one hour and half video on logistics, how you get materials, how you build weapons, <laughs> how you deliver weapons to players. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. It's interesting because everything in this game, mm -hmm. uh, so for example, game has spawn points. When you die, you can respawn. Okay. When you respawn, you uh, spend one resource on a base, a uh, resource called like uniform or something. The thing is this resource should be built by other players. If there is no resource, you can spawn. So you have to like someone to actually craft the things <laughs> to deliver to base so other people can spawn and keep fight. Um, it was actually pretty interesting um, how's like economy. You know, there is something really interesting to this game. I would love to try and uh, I would love to try it. I would love to try it, but unfortunately right now it's only Windows. I don't have Windows yeah. anywhere and I don't want to spend too much time with hacking my Mac OS. Yeah, if, if they will work on whiskey with one click, it makes sense. Otherwise, it's just too, too much uh, work for playing a game. I'll yeah. see. I will play it a while and tell if it's <laughs> worth it or not. Hopefully they will port it to something, but we'll see. Uh, Xbox, Mac OS, Nintendo Switch, any of these three, if they arrive, yeah, I would definitely play it. Okay, okay. Um, let's uh, let's proceed. I recently, so uh, last time I talked to you folks that Bart have released an updated model on Gemini. So first of all, for, any, for folks of you that do not know the details, so there is a Bart, which is an algorithm of ChatGPT. And there are models that, that effectively uh, support this service. BART is a product. And uh, the model called Gemini, they have three versions. Ultra, I think it's Ultra, Ultimate, Pro, and Nano. Uh, so the Pro is a middle layer. Uh, Nano going to work on the phones. Finally, something smart coming to the phone. This is the first promise that we will have a model that is uh, quite capable that will be coming on the phone. And Gemini Pro is the one that available on the board, and they finally have released APIs. That's what I was waiting to. And the first thing that is surprised to me is how much it cost. It is crazy. So it, it, it's hard to actually put the number in it, and I will tell why in a moment. Uh, but, um, but, 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 keep in mind that Gemini Pro 
is not the top rank of the model. Theoretically, it should be uh, in between GPT 3.5 and GPT 4. Is it, is mm-hmm. it for like customers or it's like for business? Okay, can I go and buy it for myself? Oh, uh, sorry, they have not released it in the sense that uh, you cannot deploy it. Uh, this is just API. So yes, you can. Yeah, you can. they have API, I can, I can Exactly, yes, yes, okay. yes. I have not played with it because last time when I was speaking about this topic, Bard uh, supported it. It was amazing. By the way, it is amazing. I highly recommend it. Uh, there is some shit where it doesn't work well, but if you, like me, have tried Byte before, it's a day and night comparing to before. I still prefer ChatGPT4 in many cases, but, but nevertheless, uh, and I will tell more. But coming back to your price. Uh, so finally, they released it through the Vertex API. You can go to Vertex uh, AI, Gemini Pro. Uh, but what was unpleasant surprise to me is uh, price. So the way how it's priced right now is approximately uh, 10 words uh, input is one cent. And the output costs slightly more. Uh, So in uh, GPT-4, you have a a price model that says here is amount of tokens. 1,000 tokens cost you one cent. And uh, these tokens include both input and output. And roughly one word is two to three tokens. So on average, it's two to three tokens. So this means that with one cent and 1,000 tokens per cent, you can have 300 something words, uh, both input, output, whatever. You can have so one. It's 30 times costly? Uh, it's uh, 10, yeah, 30 times cost more. Yeah, uh, 30 times more. Uh, and this is this costs you 30 times more in, if you compute uh, com- calculating based on the input because output actually two times more two cents uh, from the Gemini Pro. Um, so yeah, it's it's very unpleasant. <laughs> the I, price I, is. I don't understand how how they make this pricing. I mean, obviously they release new product, mm-hmm. and obviously they are only like main competitor is ChatGPT. And when they do it like with a price that many times more costly, like why what they expect people why would people use this Gemini? so obviously i have no clue right now but uh, from the just general um, experience of many years in the cloud uh, they are not releasing this to public that has options even to use chat gpt this is more like okay you're the enterprise that your security approved using our cloud here is your enterprise ready endpoint and you will pay as much as we will tell you to pay for this model okay. but it's compliance with it has network routability to your vpn it it certifies for whatever you need and mm-hmm. here you go so that's more or less um, to pr- from the perspective of the big enterprises chat gpt is still a toy i'm not speaking about the value i'm speaking about enterprise readiness uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a toy that you cannot use, cannot rely on. Um, and obviously, this will change eventually. But until then, uh, why not to charge premium? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm, now, another thing I want to mention about Gemini specifically is that there was a scandal. Have you heard about the scandal around Gemini demo? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I have, haven't seen their demo, but I hear that they faked some, some part of it. Mm, um, you know, as someone who works a lot in this industry, uh, specifically AI-related and LLM, when I watched the demo, it never even occurred to me that this could be a live demo. 
I never even thought that this is a live demo because it's, you, you know, you clearly understand that they sending the request, sending the picture, getting it back because you know the APIs. The API doesn't work like the way they describe it to. It can. So you can show something, wait, get the response. So the idea was that in the demo, uh, the guy effectively showing to the model stuff, acting and uh, describing, asking the model to describe what it's doing and the model responds with the audio. All this can be built, but it requires a tons of the work because obviously model API input has a picture, it doesn't have streaming yet, it has a text, it has a picture. So theoretically you can build um, text to speech to text uh, then periodically a decision maker that decide when to send images together with the text and you can build everything. But it's so hard that like when they were showing, I thought it's very reasonable that they just showing to you that uh, uh, if they would send it to the model, the model will respond this way, but it's not a live interaction with the model. Mm -hmm. Turns out that what not people were thinking they were thinking that there is a magical box with this gemini with whom you can lively interact and set feed of your video and feed of your audio and it will be responding in the audio well audio already work in chat gpt right why not expect that if google makes such presentations they also work with video uh in chat gpt there is an asynchronous interaction you record audio and you send it to chat gpt it responds yeah, and it responds yeah, here they show the live interaction where they were sending feed of the video and audio and Bart, not the Bart, Gemini was responding dynamically. Yeah, I mean, they can say, yeah, obviously, what do you expect? But I would also be confused, right? Like if you show me how it works, I expect it works the same way. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, it's Google being Google. They have not showed any product in the sense that they have not showed this demo and told you, oh, now you can go and use this demo here. They show it theoretically how you, what you can build by with API of Gemini, which actually you can. Uh, so it was thing, the thing that you cannot play with, you cannot try with. I honestly don't know how they leaked the information that was fake and staged. No, not the fake, staged. The, the correct way of saying it, it was staged because uh, the, the Gemini actually was replying this way, but it was not live. The, the surprising part of it was the fact that people uh, people surprised by this. <laughs> that's really a surprising fact I, I thought this was obvious this is just how how things are and you know if you try the api you probably know what can be done how fast to what extent and uh yeah it's just hilarious i would suggest everyone who haven't seen go and and google uh google gemini pro live demo and just look on it the demo by itself is amazing and yes gpt chat gpt can do exactly that what they're showing on the demo but not live where you will have to build your own app to to make it live exactly as they're showing it um okay how about we switch to one of your topics my friend i'm trying to remember what was my topic. uh one of them for example was mistral mistral oh, i actually i actually expected maybe you can talk about this one so i get a lot of like messages and newspapers about this one so it's a new model which com which is completely open source, um, and as they use experts, mm -hmm. essentially it's I think it's eight different um, um, LLMs inside, and when you get input, there's another LLM on top of them. Decide which of underlying eight should serve. I think they pick two and then process it. 
Uh, and the idea is it runs faster, um, but gives good results, better than ChatGPT 3.5. Uh, so I'm really curious to try to see how it works. Um, and I, I hope maybe you already know about this and can, <laughs> can talk more. Uh, you know, uh, I... Uh, so first of all, yes, I'm familiar with the concept. This is actually a new concept for the open source, but not exactly new for the market, because if you look on the OpenAI, they switched to theoretically to multimodal approach for quite some time. The GPT-4 or GPT-3 is just a brand. Under the hood, theoretically, they're already using one model that decides which submodel should be responding to a request and then picking submodel. Uh, so there is no particular one model, so to speak. Again, no one knows, and obviously OpenAI is not open uh, and have not been for quite some time. So, but uh, they, after all the recent changes, they probably will never be open. <laughs> oh yes, yes, they they were uh, they were almost closed. Now they're closed for sure. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is this is effectively the um, uh, the way to do it, and uh, yeah, it's nice that everything moving in that direction. I don't want. Uh, this is a very good example of um, of the innovation in the AI field recently, because for the last year or so, and for the next foreseeable future, all the innovation will not be from the researchers. It will be from engineers that figure out the new creative way of using it. And this is a very good example. This remind me the first days of um, image generation. When we're just starting generating image, a lot of the startups were just around how to use it, how to creatively combine the inputs and outputs. Uh, that's about it. Have I tried Mistral? No, I have not. <laughs> so I don't have anything to say. Have you? Uh, not yet. Um, actually, I have another topic that actually kind of continues what you're saying about engineering. Mm -hmm. um, it's an application called Ava PLS. Um, essentially, that someone just bundled some few models in a nice macOS application. And I think that's what I was waiting for a long time. It's completely local, macOS M1 or like uh, Apple Silicon uh, supporting application that just provide you a chat with a LLM. No console tools, no finding models, no weird setups. You just like download one file as application started and it works. It requires you to download model, but it's one click inside up. And I really, really like this <laughs> type of software that someone actually put an effort and just bundle all together. Because every time I set up like Llama or other tools, I really hate it. I need to install some Python versions and my my other tooling on macOS broke something else. And I need to download models from some random website um, or like change, patch some files. Like I really hate this process, but this one just, just works. So everyone who has a Mac or like MacBook or any Mac on the M1, M2, M3 and needs like local chat, this is it. This is how it should work. I hope they will add this Mistral model and other models. Like right now, like there for one click install, they like have 10 models or something. Technically it allows to install more, but I just didn't, didn't want to bother. You know, uh, this, uh, first of all, thank you. I already forgot that I wanted to install it, completely forgot. But this reminds me that previews for our shows, what generated before you know, DALI 3, was generated locally on my MacBook. And for that, I tried a bunch of the software for generating the picture that works in exactly the same way. I'm trying to recall exactly what I was using. I already forgot because, you know, time flies by. DALI 3 only was released and I already even forgot 
what are the similar things I'll do. But the idea is the same. There's so many applications that you can find in App Store that uh, uh, generating images and uh, is give you one UI and then a bunch of the models. You're downloading them and here you go. Uh, I, it's, it's only said that I don't see Llama. I see that they have many of the models, but maybe some of the models do based on Llama. Maybe not. I honestly they don't have Llama. There is, for Llama, there is all Llama application. It still requires some extra steps, but also pretty easy to, to use. Oh, wait a second. Llama is built using following open source project. One of them is Llama CPP. So I assume that one of the models that they are providing is Llama based model. Oh, probably yes. I just didn't see Llama exactly because from what I see, Right now, they have in, uh, built in catalogs. They have Wizard, LM, Mistramax, Zephyr, Aeroboros, Rocket 3B, something. It, names doesn't really tell me anything, <laughs> uh, but they have different sizes. Yeah. Maybe I, after we'll add more. By the way, which one you suggest? I just pick one that with biggest size. Same <laughs> thing. It works. Um, what, what I like, like, and after it actually says it's in hacker news, like I don't want this to be connected to anything. It's like local only. And it's true. It, it's not going to internet. Compared to, for example, I opened Discord like uh, a few minutes ago and it started connecting to like tens of services, like completely different IP addresses. Why? Who knows? So I really appreciate when software doesn't use analytics or other stuff that I don't really want to share. Uh, yes, yes, uh, I agree slow. Uh, sorry, I got distracted. We have one more comment. I have a question and the question is in Discord chart. So <laughs> I went to Discord to quickly look on the question. Um, but I don't have too many, too, too many answers. So the question is actually, let's let discuss it in the end, the question about students. Uh, so yes, without interrupting the flow about the AI, after the AI, I promise we'll come back and discuss that. Thank you, my friend. I start downloading the model. It's uh, in the process of downloading, same, same idea as you are. Um, okay, what else on the chat model? Otherwise, I will move forward. We can move forward. Mm, on this topic of LLM, I got access to Grok. Uh, I might have told uh, uh, on the previous one, maybe not, I don't know, but I got access to Grok. <laughs> this is such a funny LLM. So the first thing I, I do, I usually try my investment uh, prompt. A taking prompt that's supposed to build build future, uh, future events and future suggestions, I gave it to Grok. Each time it was suggesting anything, it was Tesla in the beginning. Like, what are the main events? Oh, it's Tesla earning. Like, dude, there is no Tesla earning next week. No, no, no. It's Tesla earning. <laughs> Which shares do you want me to invest? Tesla, dude, it's going up. <laughs> that one's just hilarious. And below it would give some, some reasonable events, reasonable shares, but it always would start with Tesla. I'm pretty sure it's just coincidence. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> or maybe some CEO with a huge ego decided to make it mm. to, to influence his stock. This is actually a pretty fun way to do it. Yes, that's true. And probably actually even legal because they're not doing it for the sake of influence directly. They're just bumping Tesla everywhere across all the conversation, including obviously about the stock, <laughs> stock price. Um, yeah, it was hilarious, but overall, I can say that um, the only thing I 
suggest using grog so far and for that specific reason i actually do suggest to use grog if you want to do a search on twitter twitter is hilariously bad in search twitter has cut off google from the, their feed so the google doesn't do well well in terms of searching across the tweets so if you have a search request grok is the way you're going to grok you you you're asking the search and it's usually provide you directly link on the tweets that it used to uh, build the information that you ask so from that perspective i highly suggest to 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 try grok on only for that the rest no like it's it's you clearly can see that uh, it's LLM uh, and LLM you know they just starting learning how to train it uh, by the way I don't know if you have seen that hilarious joke that in some cases um, it was retweeted by official OpenAI account that was the most funniest part so there was a case when Grok uh, answered that sorry I cannot answer you to your question because your question violates terms of services of OpenAI Oh, because they learned on OpenAI? Not they learned, but because it violates terms of services of OpenAI. <laughs> Uh, and um, I think when you ask it uh, if you are which model you are using, it will tell you that it's most sophisticated GPT-4 that was trained by open by X.AI and so shit like that that you know it learned. So it's fun. It's just fun. You can see how it's how early it is. But again, if you want to search on Twitter, that's just 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 hands down. There is no alternative right now. Um, Okay, so this is all in terms of the in terms of the AI, I guess. I want uh, last thing. Actually, no, not everything. I just realized one more topic around AI. Uh, I recently have learned about this company, Scale AI, Scale.com. Have you heard about Scale.com, my friend? Mm, I heard, but I forgot what it is. Okay, so you know, you see, you actually uh, knew more than I did because I have not heard about them much. And turns out it's a huge deal. So it turns out that Scale.com is a company that, one way or another, helps to pre-create pre the data for the training. Mm. And they're doing it at such a big scale that if you click on their customers... Jesus, site doesn't work. <laughs> oh yeah, I have to accept cookies. Okay, I rejected the cookies. So if you click on their customers, you will see no less than uh than okay microsoft meta gm toyota etsy openai yes you would see what okay so even openai using them for the training their data effectively um i have no clue how obviously this works but um to my best understanding i have seen a bunch of the startup these days that's popping up that effectively creates intermediary where if you wants to train data let's say on the medical data or medical llm they providing you a bunch of the doctors online them and not speaking about scale scale.com overall model they providing you a bunch of the doctors on call the jumping and actually curating your data live Mm -hmm. And eventually this company can and have potential to build their own model that will be in charge of curating the data. And at that point, it's really hard to compete with them. Because if you want to train, you have the best data you can find. And for that, you need some type of curation. Uh, and for them, uh, again, openly, I just one of the customers. You can find Meta, Microsoft, GM, Toyota there. So... 
I, I I'm really surprised that I just learned about them uh, reasonably recently. But uh, yeah, now uh, actually uh, want to see if they are on um, what the site. Man, I using it once per year and constantly forgetting. There is a site Zen. Um, uh, so there is actually many of them, but there is one that I really... Equity Zen. Yeah, Equity Zen, this is a site where you actually can invest in company that are pre-IPO. I wonder if Scale.com is there. <laughs> I want to check. I want to check. Yeah, you know, like it's um, the similar situation in a manufacturing electronics. There are a few companies that build some, um, some things like, you know, like a haptic, a haptic engine or like some memory slots, low, low voltage or some condensators or screens like lg right and then everyone is using it you just don't know about these companies like you don't hear about them often um for example i recently was very surprised that philips you know like that making like smart bulbs mm -hmm. they're actually making uh, baby pacifiers you know like ones that baby sucks like which is rubber and i was very interested like okay why philips making them like apparently they have line yeah, this one. And it's actually used by many hospitals in the US. Okay. And it's really interesting because you don't know. I mean, I know Philips, obviously, right? But mm -hmm. because they, they do electronics. But a lot of companies, they made so many items that we don't know that used in other places and other products. So I guess the scale.com falls in this category. It's like everyone is using it. But if you're not enterprise, you don't hear about it often. Exactly. Yes, 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 yes. Um. Anyway, uh, I let's quickly. Uh, uh, I have one thing that I wanted to mention, and then maybe answer to to a question on Discord. And the last thing that I have in mind is related to Ledger. Do you, my friend, know what Ledger is, and are you using Ledger? Um, I actually have one somewhere, but I don't use it. It's <laughs> a hardware store for keys, right? Hmm. Specifically for your cryptocurrencies, so it's right. uh, it's a software plus hardware. So you can think about this as a Coinbase, but the Coinbase and any other services that allow you to buy, to sell, to operate your cryptocurrency, they usually store your private key in terms of wallet. And this wallet, so there is two ways: either they just store it and you have a login password. Mm -hmm. Or um, you store it, but MetaMask, for example, it's a Chrome extension. So if you have a wallet that's a Chrome extension and your key, private key, inside of the Chrome extension, so it's easily, not easily, but if there is an um, vulnerability, they can extract it. So Ledger, uh, Nano, any Ledger effectively solve that problem. It's a hardware thing where you have, a, imagine Coinbase, but Ledger has its own website, uh, not the website, own um, software. Uh, that requires you to attach that specific hardware and only use it when private key in the hardware. Uh, so that's about it. I'm using it uh, for all the main investment that I'm not touching most uh, frequently. So if something that I want to keep forever, so to speak, and forever growing, um, it is there. It is encrypted, so the hardware itself has a pin code. So even if you uh, if you lose it, uh, theoretically, people cannot easily uh, decrypt it if you have uh, strong pin codes on the device, uh, of course. How long is pin code? I think it's up to eight characters, I think. Okay. Um, Does it destroy data after you enter it a few times? That part I don't know, honestly. That part I don't know. Uh, yeah. 
uh, I cannot say. <laughs> I cannot really say. Uh, but but to me, out of everything available on the market, this is still, in my humble opinion, the safest way to store your private key. Uh, the rest what about, of what about remembering them? Private key. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the second safest way to remember. <laughs> yeah, that's there is a you know like way. Obviously, private key is long, um, but one of ways people do is they actually create passphrase like long enough, but ones that you can actually remember, and then do some hashing algorithms like to to make it a private key, which seems like reasonable for very very <laughs> something very secure that you need to remember until you forget your passphrase and no, uh, yes uh that remind me there used to be a startup i don't remember the name of the startup and uh, obviously it probably went under but the whole idea of them was to provide you one password like functionality but it would actually hash the dns name of the service to which you need the password with this one password so effectively for any site you have your master password plus the url of the site together it will create a cache that will be constantly the same if you're using the same password and same url mm -hmm. so in this way you don't even store anything anywhere you have algorithm you have your master password and you're just saying for this url give me a password uh I don't remember the name of startup, and obviously, probably it went under. <laughs> I don't think it exists, but it's a very simple idea. Anyone, I'm pretty sure, can implement yeah, but then it. You need your password on a mobile application or slightly different domain. True, you can implement your app that you know has Face ID, then then uh, stores behind the Face ID this password, and then doing stuff. Uh, I guess the idea and why they were doing so, even if you're doing it on mobile stuff, there is nothing that synchronizes. So you don't have to synchronize anything. There is no DB at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, technically your your master password will be stored behind the face ID. So someone's stealing your phone. Um, but the idea that you're still yeah, that decreasing. One, I mean, that one I'm not worried much. No, I, I'm mostly like uh, with these uh, things, I like it, but then again, like side change URL or you need to use it in a different context. Exactly, so yes. Remember it's like also problems. You know, constantly, okay, have I, do I have the password to the website? And yes, did I use dub, dub, dub in the beginning or not? And exactly. yep, yep. And uh, I feel like some, some companies, they have like multiple domains that use the same, same, um, like same password. Or you do need several accounts on the same website. Yeah, so there is many things why it might not uh, work. Uh, but the reason why I even mentioned the ledger, my ledger suddenly uh, dropped in the time it works with the battery. Like very noticeable. It's slowly becoming a USB stick that only can work when it's plugged into something. Yeah, uh, but how do you use it without USB stick? Does, is it, does it show something on it? Oh yeah, it's actually have a pretty decent OLED UI on this picture, for mm. example, you can see it. And um, so while UI by itself doesn't show you much, the main use case without the cable is Bluetooth. When you, for example, opening Ledger up on the phone and then want to authenticate transactions through the phone. Uh, but nevertheless, even um, 
even without the Bluetooth functionality, it's still annoying when, when you have to use, you plug it in, you wait a moment until it's actually boot up, uh, it boots up and then you can use it. It's a little bit annoying because honestly, from something like that, you expect it to be a little bit more reliable than two years or like three years. And, and uh, I actually surprised it for such devices that just don't make a replaceable battery, you know, like in a cave of for a car. Because what if like you lose it like in the middle of trip and you don't have way to charge it? It's kind of strange for me. That is true, but my best guess, they actually introduce uh, reliability in terms of physical harness uh, versus anything else because they needed it to be cheap. And one way and another, this is a computer because it generates keys uh, on the hardware. And this means that it has to has application but application just in the sense uh a small app that knows how to generate key how to knows how to sign yeah, but, mm -hmm. but if you think about the car keys they mm -hmm. do the same they generate keys constantly so for encryption to, to communicate with a car obviously maybe it's not that complex but there's still some some work there and usually car keys has a battery true but what i'm trying to say that if you damage your car like your car keys, sorry, it's bad, but it's not as bad. So here, for example, they have a metallic case that is embedded in this thing. And I'm pretty sure I can drop it from any any height and it will survive. So yeah, I, I, I don't want to try, but uh, when you are physically touching these things, you, can ha you have this feeling that it was done with durability in mind first, everything else second. I don't know if it's true, that's a different thing. <laughs> Um, actually, a mm -hmm. funny story, like, um, I have a one car that usually stays as a backup and I don't use it often. Okay. And recently, um, when I actually went for Christmas tree, I wanted to use it because I didn't want to mess up with my current car. And Keyfob actually went out of battery. And they has a really cool, uh, I don't know, is it like Mazda all cars? I'm pretty sure all cars should have the same. But when Keyfob gets out of battery, the way you actually start the car, you touch metal part of a key fob to a ring around button which is also metal and it actually <laughs> works as a condensator so it actually charge your fob enough so it can actually communicate back to the car which car remember is toyota or your it's, tesla uh, it's a mazda cx5 oh mazda sorry yes and it's it's such a nice design trick because i never saw this metal ring around button that actually functional i saw just like you know piece of design right it's mm -hmm. nice and but it's actually if you touch a key that's the way how you start car because there's no way to put a key got it got it yes and I, I'm, uh -huh. I'm pretty sure all cars has similar i just didn't know about that man i didn't know about that either yes uh interesting interesting concept um okay uh how about my friends we almost at our we end up yeah, here we can end up two quick question one why firefox and not google chrome uh if you folks look uh closely you will see that uh, while we do share firefox we share through the google chrome <laughs> you can see google chrome <laughs> inside of all the videos so it's uh one thing inside of another thing uh and uh, don't ask why <laughs> it's just just weird setup i just too lazy to figure out the better setup and i'm pretty sure there is a better way and then there was a question from the students uh, what are the new year's uh, new year's presents to the students 
Honestly, not yet much. I said we were working on the refactoring academy, but nothing I can tell you right now because Sergey is, is in charge. And uh, I don't know which part will be released at all and in which uh, sequence, by when. So uh, please stay tuned. But some changes, positive mostly, are coming. But obviously cannot press, uh, promise anything. It's just too, too early. There might be uh, unfortunate changes, but hopefully mostly will be positive. But we'll see. Just stay tuned. Stay tuned and soon you will, you will, you will know. Uh, my friend, anything, last topic or last message to our listeners? Nope, not really. Okay, with that, uh, thank you everyone for joining us next uh, week. Same time, same place. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.